Okay, today is going to be a little bit better than yesterday, I promise, because today we talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Which is obviously ranked <laughs> closer to Halloween, um, you know, in front of or <laughs> whatever you want to call it, House of a Thousand Corpses, because this is arguably one of the most influential horrors in history, so... It should come closer to Halloween than House of a Thousand Corpses did because it clearly influenced the shit out of it. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, you know, that, again, that backwoods, you know, um, redneck horror. You know, that's the the father of that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Toby Hooper, 1974. You know, and anything that um, came, you know, all the other ones like Wrong Turn and all of that is... You know, not even like those types of movies, though. I think this was the first movie that had kind of like a faceless character wearing a mask, which has been repeated umpteen times. That's a bold so, statement to make. I'm not sure, but okay. I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stick to it. 1974 is uh, definitely. It's not that far back. I mean, that's when I was I'm, born. So I think <laughs> I think that this is when so th- easy I think this is you the say first about time. 74. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's the first time I think we see like a faceless character, which is just terrifying uh, because like there's no speaking or anything from this character. Are you, did you read that somewhere or is that just gut feeling? I am, I am almost positive this is the first movie that did that. The first. Oh, wait. Yes. Oh my God. You don't need to repeat it. You can go find that another time and we can report back later. (laughs) But um, here's what I did read. Um, that I did not know this, uh, so this is kind of fun. But Toby Hooper was shopping for Christmas in a crowded store section of the store, and the he got the idea for this movie because of this moment, because he was thinking to himself, "Oh my God, I'm crowded, or it's crowded. I'm stuck around all these people. How do I get out of here?" And he happened to be like in a power tool section, and he looked and he saw a chainsaw, and he had a thought. I could use a chainsaw to get a, get out of all these people, which is a pretty grim and gruesome thought, Toby Hooper. I like it. Um, so that's how we got the idea for this movie, which is uh, pretty fun. If you don't if you don't agree, I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this, so, this is one of those films that um, I remember growing up. You know, um, it, at, at least among my friends you know kids you know oh this movie was rated x or whatever it rated it was was because nc-17 didn't exist then right uh i think that's what x was like x nc-17 is just rated x oh that movie's so scary so gory that it's like rated x you know it's like yeah i remember i remember sort of the stories like legendary stories about that about this film Mm -hmm. yeah and it took me, I, yeah. it, it took me a while to actually getting around to watch it. Really? Yeah, it did. This was, I feel like I've said this on another episode, but when I used to have sleepovers with my girlfriends, I would always, like if they had never seen a horror movie, I would always rent this one and make them watch this one. This was like the one that I showed them to kind of get them into horror. Okay. So who, did you get anyone into horror? 
I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember me and my friend Corey. I remember bringing it over and then. No, she's a fan. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I haven't talked to her in a while, so I don't know how many horror movies she's still watching. But I know growing up, like, we started having, like, you know, horror. We would watch horror movies when we would have our little sleepovers and stuff. And then, uh, do you remember that show Fear that was on MTV? Or was that MTV? Yeah, it was on MTV. Like, we were all into that show, right? Because it was supposed to be, like, these haunted. So MTV launched this series called Fear. and um. Oh my god! I want to say they used a Godsmack song for the. Um, they did. They used a Godsmack song like a, for is it like the a, promotion? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Is it sort of? They would send like five teenagers into a haunted place, or like an asylum, or a hospital, or a, a wherever, like in the woods somewhere, and they would all have these headsets on, um, and they oh, would have no. to go in and do certain things, and things would be creepy. And I so see. this was back when I believed. Um, in spirits and ghosts and shit like that, and so I was so Excuse into me? it. What year was this? And when I was a in like when I was a kid, oh, up until this high is an school, older show. I, I thought that. this was like early two thousand or something. No, no it was okay. out like in the. It might have been like just like late nineties into the two thousand <laughs> two thousand one maybe, but yeah. Anyway, so let's get back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So there's a couple of things like number one, um. I swear I hear like a little bit of an echo right now, so I'm sorry, but hopefully our uh, listeners are not hearing that. Um, so this film was made during, you know, a time where Toby Hooper felt like the the government and society was like lying to humans, right? So it was it was made in a time where the there were so many sensitivities about the Vietnam War, the oil crisis, Watergate. And there was all these things that humans were being lied to about. And so he kind of leaned into that. And he, before Blair Witch, um, he he basically promoted this movie as it, this was a real story, right? Like this was a true story that really happened. And really the only thing that it's kind of based on loosely is the murderer, Ed Gein. Um, but that's so it's such a loose tie. So he kind of promoted this as this was a true story. And he, you know, this was like, a joke to him because um, he was easily able to lie to people and he wasn't doing that to be harmful. He was doing that to kind of make a commentary about how everybody else was lying to us anyway. So why not lie about this? Um, so it was kind of fascinating. It was much like what Blair Witch did, which I totally bought into Blair Witch. And then when I went and saw it, I was so pissed off. <laughs> but um, anyway, and then um, so, yeah, he kind of he used these different themes. And that's the thing. It's like he had this faceless killer he um, he really wanted this character to be like, I don't know, very complex, but obviously that's hard to do by not speaking. So Leatherface is just, I mean, he's a crazy, creepy, sticks with you kind of monster, you know? Um, and I, I also did do a little bit of reading about the actor for this guy because I never knew about him. But he was a University of Texas graduate, and he heard that Toby Hooper was in town about to make a movie, so he decided to go try it out, which I think is fun. And um, he, so he got the part, and um, basically Toby Hooper was kind of like, I want you to help build and make this character. Um, and so when he was, I think, like, they were just about to shoot the movie, I want to say, like, the producers or whatever, and probably Toby Hooper, too, were like, are you, are you violent? Oh, they, he said that they asked him, like, three questions. Are you violent? Are you crazy? And his, his answer was, like, not more so than normal. 
And then they were like, can you do this? Can you really bring this crazy, violent maniac to, to screen, basically? And he was like, sure, it's easy. <laughs> so they were like, okay, sold. Um, but even at 26 years old, he was like a huge kind of dude. They put him in high, like higher heels so that he was even tall because he was already wide. Like he took up a whole entire doorway, you know, and there's a scene, obviously, the like one of the most iconic scenes where like he grabs the person and shuts the like that metal kind of sliding door in the house when everything starts to turn to chaos. And he's just enormous. So it's like you've created this character where you can't see their face. He's wearing someone else's face. Um, and he's like he's got what that apron on. Mm-hmm. And he's so you, it's like he's doing crazy shit down in the basement. And uh yeah, like there's just no hope when, when you're in his grip. So I don't know. It creates a pretty good I'm, terrifying. I didn't hear that. The, when the movie first came out, it was marketed as false, used false advertising, uh, marketed mm-hmm. as quote unquote true story. <laughs> right. That's my point. And Toby Hooper like did that, you know, on purpose because he was like, why not? Our government's lying to us. Um, so I, apparently this is another film, Minky, where people uh, walked that's out. A weird, like, comparison. I mean. Why? I don't think it is because we've talked about how horror movies always reflect what's going on in society. I think it's a perfect comparison. Yeah, but the thing is like, okay, so that's a very selfish thing to do in the in the, in the perspective of, oh, so government's screwing over the population. So I'm going to screw them over as well. Why not? They're doing it too. What, what kind of message is that? It's... It's meant to be. It's meant to it's show like satire, how it's, that's a whole, that is a whole, used false What's worse though, his horror movie? I mean, that's the whole point. Like, the, what's the what's a real what's the real horror, right? Like your government lying to you or this movie? What is it? it that's not. But that's not the, That's not what you're saying. You know. It, it, either way, if that his stance is that you know, oh, government is lying to people. I mean, did you so, feel this way about Black, um, Blair Witch? Because Blair Witch it. did it. Yeah. I mean, it's... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> ding. <laughs> was that you or me? Uh, it was you. <laughs> Bing. Um, all right. So, what else? So, people apparently were so sickened by the previews that they walked out of the theater. So, was this the first instance that that was happening? Who knows? But apparently, they did it back then, too. These friggin' lamos. Um, yeah, I mean, they still do it. <laughs> they still do it, right? Um, there was like the shoot was apparently extremely terrible. It was one of the worst filming instances in history, apparently. Um, Nearly everybody kind of hated Toby Hooper by the end because of how painful, like everything was just bad. Um, it was super duper hot. Apparently by the end of filming, like the dinner scene where everyone's sitting around with that old like zombie, zombified grandfather dude, apparently everybody stunk so bad that it was like the food was rotting, bodies were stinking, and the dude that plays the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he had one outfit that they gave him to film for the entire uh, time that they were filming and it was disgust. They said it was so like rancid and putrid and everybody was just like disgusted by the end, which <laughs> is so gross. How was um, not sued? Like, I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, he, yeah, he had to wear it for four weeks straight, which is so gross. Um, so the other thing I was reading was that, um, 
let's see. The soundtrack was obviously if you if you watch this film, it's really creepy and eerie. And they decided early on that they didn't want any sounds from instruments. They just wanted sounds that an animal would hear in a slaughterhouse. So it's a lot of that like metal sounding, like clinking together and I don't know, just like really creepy sounds. So there's a whole vibe about this movie that I think was certainly kind of new. Um, and it still is very iconic, like to this day, just being in the middle of it. I, I also know there's one thing I always reference about this film. It's that um, really, really stupendously wide shot of their van that they're driving in um, before everything kind of hits the, hits the wall, right? Um, and you're kind of out in the field. You know, your POV is like you're out really far in the field and you see this like van driving mm -hmm. across this really like desolate road. And it just gives you that sense of dread and isolation that you're about to walk into, right? Like they're driving into something not good. <laughs> um, so I don't know. He, it's like Toby Huber was just doing like really cool things with the camera and he was um, doing really interesting things with sound and different visuals. And um, apparently everything that they were doing, like there's one scene where um, at the dinner table, the creepy dinner scene. Yeah. They like literally cut without telling her. They sliced the actress's finger open so that she was really bleeding. And it, they were not supposed to do that. They were supposed to be using like that, you know, the fake blood kind of situation, but it wasn't working really well. So then they just sliced her open. And so her shock and surprise and all that blood was like real. Um, apparently people got hurt left and right. We talked a lot about this in The Exorcist, but people were getting like literally cut open the um, – Gunnar Hansen, the guy that plays Leatherface, like he gets totally whacked a couple of times and he's bleeding. Apparently it was just like a god awful apparently he wasn't a very good filming nightmare. Director, apparently. <laughs> I know. The hell? Sounds like sounds terrible. Um yeah. but yeah. It's kind of nuts, but I guess it all came together to make a pretty good lasting film, right? Um I mean Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you say this is the very first movie to have a Did you Google mask it? no not yet <laughs> a villain oh you know it's some groundbreaking yeah. stuff i suppose and false marketing advertising all that right yeah um the other thing that i thought was really fascinating is the last thing i'll say about it is um you know and again if you haven't seen this movie you've been living under a rock but it's kids they stumble in a bad house it's not good well i mean everybody dies right but i mean <laughs> that's the story you mean if you've never heard of this right yeah like if yeah. you've never seen it or if you've never heard of it i mean it's like you know it's kind of what we were talking about with house of thousand corpses it's like a couple young kids they stumble upon the wrong house they pick up a hitchhiker the hitchhiker is super weird and bananas and you know everything goes to chaos very quickly but um, Toby Hooper actually wanted a non-gory movie. He wanted a PG rating, like really bad. So he did all he could to not show gore. He did all he could to not then, go like totally nuts. And then got the awesome but, rating of X. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> what happened was apparently people were so petrified by his almost like Hitchcockian, you know, ways of like cutting, cutting, you know, Alfred Hitchcock did this all the time, right? Like, Oh, you don't show the thing. You cut your camera yeah, but away he and show let go. a girl being. Wasn't there a girl get, who gets hung on a meat hook? But they don't show they it. Don't? Like it's it's inferred. I want to say so. There's a lot of. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So and that and that's the thing. Apparently, the effect of what he did 
like the styles that he chose to do or, you know, the way he told the story and the way that he would cut away or leave it to your imagination. Apparently it made people way more terrified and no, petrified and it was not his intention. Well, but it really wasn't. No, but, yeah, no, I, no, I believe that. I'm just saying that one yeah. thing that he didn't know was that that's that's how mind works. Right. That's how psychology, basic psychology works. Like we have what we don't see and what we sort of imagine mm-hmm. is more horrifying than when you just show something. You know, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, we all have different barometer of like you know, scare, gore, whatever. So if you're if you leave it for each individual to imagine what that horror is, that level of horror, then we're all yeah. in the same level of like, oh my god, that's horrible, right? blah blah blah. But if you actually show it, sure. you know, it might be horrible to some, it might not be horrible to others. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. And and also, you know what? You know what? I don't. I don't know if others were doing this too, but there was like the fact that you are introduced to this character, which has zero backstory whatsoever. Like you, uh, you know, the the direction for Gunnar Hansen was like, and I'm using their words, not mine, but um, that this was like a mentally retarded guy. Um, he he um, was very disturbed. The killer, and then. The, the killer. Yeah. They were like, we want, you know, you have severe mental retardation and you're severely disturbed. That was what they told Gunnar Hansen to go study. So he wound up like, um, he wound up going to a school for the handicapped and he watched and he listened and he saw how people who couldn't speak, you know, would, okay. um, make, make sounds and stuff. And apparently he wanted so badly to make sure he was not offensive. And I did read that apparently, um, mentally handicapped people have said that he did not he was not offensive so just saying um but what, <laughs> I, what, I'm, what i was trying people to get said at, that he was not offensive that's what apparent i read that Ooh, that's I what i read i'm just reporting okay. i'm reporting um <laughs> but i think it was trivia on imdb for that one okay i think gotcha but now what my point is this is that the toby hooper and nobody else was forcing the backstory which makes this really creepy, right? Like you've got a family using humans to cook as meat and you have no backstory. They don't try to explain it. He, This guy doesn't speak. You don't know the relationship necessarily between all these weird family members. You don't know why the grandpa is like kind of a zombie-ish kind of dude. And so they don't, they don't do what like new movies do where they super shove in, ex, you know, like exposition left and right. Would sure you that's agree? That's the case. No, I disagree with that. I think it's just a storytelling, different way of storytelling. I don't think you like you make a you can make a blanket statement and say new horror films nowadays, you know, have all these backstories for all the films. I don't know if that's the case because you love Strangers, and Stranger doesn't do that, and that's fairly new. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like everybody does it, but I'm saying it's definitely. I definitely feel like Hollywood makes audiences feel dumber than they need to nowadays generally like i'm not saying it's every movie but i feel like this was one of those this was one of those is probably original for its time to just be, have this like really seriously random story in the middle of nowhere um where you have no idea why this guy does what he does which is creepy scary i yeah. i'm scared yeah i mean uh, i guess one thing that i, I did end up leaving out is that if, even though it took me a while to get around to seeing this movie when I did actually did watch it in the in the watching it 
um, I think in my mind, it was there was a lot of build up, right? Expectations and you know other people, you you know saying might have said you didn't watch it until you met no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. and like you know i'm like just like you like who's saying like oh this is like one of the best horror films you know it, it i that's not, that's not what i how i felt after watching it. i was like oh well it's, it's good and i understand the context of how this could be this could have been groundbreaking at the time and in 1974 mm-hmm. and how scary this could have been you know to the audience at the time um and i mm-hmm. respect that but, you know, again, this is just my POV, right? Because I've seen it years later, you know? So I was just like, eh. I was like, okay. It wasn't scary. <laughs> it's, you know, and again, it falls in, in the line of that. It's a it's just, just slasher, kind of slasher film-ish, mm. you know? That's it's pretty different. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not making a completely uh, a, a, a statement saying this is a slasher film. Just slash of filmish, yeah. you know. It's got that mm-hmm. same element. So yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. I, you know, I it was a seminal horror film, for, and I, 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 I get that, I understand that, I see that, but didn't really have that much of an impact on me. You know, there are films that mm-hmm. I've seen in the past where older films, like I saw, like here's a good example. Um, the very first Godfather, like, you know, that movie is just, it's praised by many as, you know, like the greatest gangster film and all this. And it's been quoted, right? Copied so mm-hmm. many times. And I remember I finally got around to seeing it like, like, like 2010 or something, like 2009. This is how late that. And I was still blown away. And like I was, and I got it. I was like, "Oh wow, I see why." I was, this is I couldn't stop watching. It was like I remember what, I started at like midnight, and it was like three in the morning when it was over. Like, and this movie didn't feel that way for me. Like, didn't have that type of impact. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's storytelling. Maybe it just it was all about gore, you know, or maybe you have to watch it again. Yeah. I don't know with the new new eyes, but. You know, walk the way. Maybe you should watch the refreshed version because apparently, um, Jessica Biel, I, I started it. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> that one's not good. Um, the apparently for the 40th anniversary edition at South by Southwest, um, Toby Hooper had made a refreshed version of the film, and apparently it was like he had um, kind of new new clips in it and things like that. He had. I don't know, did a bunch of stuff, but it's, he basically was like, he couldn't believe the reception. It was so good. They loved it so much. Apparently the the audience was made up of people who had never seen it before. And then you had, of course, like longtime fans and that they all really loved the nuances that he added into this 40 year anniversary. He like died last year. Um, I don't know. What year was the 40 year? Oh, well, let's see. 1974, 84, 94, 2004, 2014 means he had a 40th anniversary version that I don't think I've seen. So it was four years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, so maybe that version would make you love it. <laughs> I, I doubt, doubt I it. Because like, people love that new Halloween film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And, you know, it might just pop up on the list later. We just don't know. But, um, 
So I, I don't know. I think it definitely, it definitely, I don't know. It definitely influenced a ton of films. Let's definitely say that. I mean, let's question, question. I have a question for you. Okay. Answer. What? A scale of one to 10. No, 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 no. (laughs) Where do you put this on a scale of one to 10? You made me do that for House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, um, five. Where do you put House of a Thousand Corpses? I, I told you last week. Not last week. Wait, you did? Yeah. yeah I said, Yesterday. Yeah, I said, I Where said did three. You? Oh, you said yeah. three. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, oh, I lost the train of thought. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, I, said, I, have a question a for you. I have a question for you. Okay. So Tracy Matthews has gone and become a well-known horror director, writer-director, okay? And you're being interviewed, and then someone says, what movie influenced you, uh, uh, Tracy Matthews, that you, which, <laughs> would Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> be one of those movies that, that you name drop? Uh, I bet it would, yeah. because I would probably, I would most definitely have some crazy wide shot in it, and I would definitely say that that was from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So you would, There's you would like, copy a scene. I wouldn't copy. I would do something that would harken back to that because I think I truly believe it's like one scene that stands out to me amongst so many um, that really gives that sense of dread and isolation and driving into, you know, they're driving into nothing good. I don't know. I think I probably would have something like that. No, I'm and I'm not saying that's going to be the only movie on my list, but I would no, certainly I know. think that. I, this I, would, yeah, yeah. I just said, with, yeah, I said would. This be one of the sure. ones you name drop and say, sure, say, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I I believe that the power so of doing something of different. You're gonna make. Okay. Yeah, I think the power of sound is really something <laughs> that. <laughs> what seriously? Like, <laughs> what? That would that's that would be influential too. The fact that they use like sound effects. I absolutely versus, agree. You know, I absolutely okay. agree. Absolutely. <laughs> it just sounded I, I funny when you said the power of sound. The, the power when you use the power of moving pictures and then you make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, my God. Um, <gasps> sure. I think this is influential. Cool. To yeah, me. no, no, yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally get it. That's a horrible poster, though, right? <laughs> the original uh, poster. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Who will survive and what will be left of them? <laughs> and, that, and and why is it in quotes, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> it's like, we actually call him um, Johnny usually, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, yeah. like in quotes <laughs> other times. It's like, always, he, likes, he likes us to call him this. Or that <laughs> like, was supposed to be like, you know, because it's like, oh, it really didn't happen. Like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, true story. Psych. Oh. Right. Maybe that's why he put it in Maybe. Quotes. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. If that's the case, then, you know, it's everyone's fault for not reading between the lines. Look, for real, though, I just at the same time found this. It goes, most people are surprised and don't know whether to believe it or not, but there are some who actually get really angry when I say, no, it didn't happen. That's how I was with Blair Witch, for sure. <laughs> so to, back to your point, like, tricking the audience. Yeah, there were people that were pissed off. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to be tricked. Like, pranks? Yeah. Well, Only one person laugh that's a lie prank. everyone likes pranks yeah you don't like it happening to you but you like everyone else getting that's pranked. what i'm saying it's like a mean-spirited thing right it's uh sh- what's that german word 
I never say it right, Schadenfreude or whatever. Like, oh, what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? It means you you take pleasure in the you know like displeasure of others. It's like when other people fall, you enjoy watching other people fall. When uh, your best friend like loses, doesn't get that job, and you're kind of secretively happy because you don't want them to one up you. That's it sounds like it sounds like you. <laughs> you say it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so <laughs> well anyway whatever on, on, on that note bye <laughs> the one over there who's upset again that i upset Some that i upset me. again today is tracy maybe one of these days we'll have a movie on the list that minky actually really loves and he'll say it he'll talk about it with heart and gusto and last three uh, no, 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 last, no, no, last three. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the one before, <laughs> the one before, a thousand courses, like all, like they're like those four. Rocky Horror. It was Rocky Horror. It was uh, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Tales of Halloween. Exorcist. <laughs> oh, besides no, Exorcist, uh, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. which by the way, I just saw it last night. I watched it again. It was on. It's on HBO, yeah. and I was like watching it again. Yeah. And I have to yeah. send, and what once I'm, you know. Once this, this is done, I was sending you a clip from it. Mm-hmm. I was dying. I was chuckling in bed. Like, I was watching it. I was like, this is so corny. And it's like, why well, didn't anyone think, like, this was, like, a wacky scene? Like, I have to send it to you. What is it? Just okay, tell you me. Know, well, I, you, it's visual. You have to see it. You know that one scene where, like, the cops break in to the, um, he's being held yep. in that gallery or whatever. And then and they break yeah. in and see those two cops, one skinned. Like yeah, yeah he's like, hung like a yeah, hanging, hanging from the so cage. When like five cops break in, they break open that door and they like freeze, right? <laughs> you just see yeah. the formation they make. It is so funny. <laughs> I I never noticed it. I started cracking up. <laughs> is it like Charlie's Angel style? Like? Yeah, and it was it was it's so comical looking. Oh I was like, God. wait, wait, how how was this not like over the scene? Like, it, yeah, I have to send it to you. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, sounds yeah. good all right so well uh this one ran a little bit yeah. over but uh, you know what this this movie like deserves a little bit more time yeah. i think but cool. uh you know until tomorrow we're another step closer to halloween yep. bye this guys thank you bye